0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight, and joined with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Gabby Luna. Wait, Gabby Luna
1: Knight. Yes, don't forget my full name, because I am now officially a knight. I just got it registered.
0: Gabby Luna Knight. It is official.
1: <laughs> official.
0: Even though we've been saying it for the past few months. <laughs> but
1: That's how we work.
0: I guess the DMV really does make things official. Yeah. I'm grateful that you are now a knight and share my last name. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had to stand in line at the DMV or whatever. <laughs> you I had didn't to do. stand. There's chairs. Well, so. that's good at least. Yeah.
1: It wasn't, it took more time to stand in line. So, so they would check if I had an appointment and to get my picture taken. And then they called my number right away.
0: I haven't even seen your picture yet. Have they, do they send you the new license or do you have it?
1: I have the paper.
0: It's just a paper with the printout?
1: Uh Uh-huh, but it's like not color.
0: Okay, well, I'm interested to see that new picture.
1: (laughs) I'll show you the paper. (laughs) All right. When you go upstairs, you got to see it. It's in my wallet. All right. (laughs) I folded it, but it kind of like got all fucked (laughs)
0: well when you get the actual license Uh, it'll be better it'll be better and the passport's probably a whole other animal
1: oh yeah i think so Uh, but once you have one it kind of like helps to get all the other ones kind of like rolled
0: (laughs) do you know if they charge you to get the passport renewed
1: yeah i wonder if i should just wait until it is it's gonna expire and just
0: well it seems like i don't know extortion if they are
1: (laughs) yeah i think so i think there's gotta be a fee for the name change yeah, um,
0: just some sort of administrative BSB. Yeah, there's a, a
1: bunch of different places that I kind of have to call. And, and, Social I don't know, Security. And... Yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness, no. They still have my name misspelled, I think, or something. <laughs> I don't even... I'm like fixing everything. Oh.
0: So there you go. If you're going to get married and change your name, mm-hmm. just be, be prepared. There's a few steps to jump through.
1: Yeah, that's annoying and you got to do it yourself you're a big girl so or <laughs> a big guy if you want to change your name instead I, yeah i guess that's true or girl or guy, whatever dude person
0: change your names just be prepared for a process mm-hmm. now that we've gotten that out of the way what else is going on
1: what has been going on i don't know i feel like the moon the full moon hid for me this month <laughs> hey where are hard. you hard <laughs> yeah i didn't get to see it i mean yeah. it's no longer a full moon so
0: It's true. We missed seeing the full moon, but Mm. I feel like we experienced it.
1: Oh, yeah. It was pretty emotional for me. Pulling pretty hard.
0: (laughs) But we made it through, folks. Yeah. And it's no longer a full moon.
1: But definitely felt it, saw the light in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. Max and I bathe in the moonlight when he gets up in the middle of the night.
0: So our house is finally coming back together slowly but surely. And uh, we have art on the wall, paint on the wall, first of all. And then art is up for the most part. Mm -hmm, For the most
1: part. Bathroom's missing some stuff. It <laughs>
0: feels good to have a house again. <laughs> it does. I know we've been complaining about this for the last couple of months, but I assure you, we are looking good, folks, and hopefully, this will be one of the last times you hear about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, because then in the fall it'll be some painting downstairs or something. I know it. I will.
0: <laughs> never ending.
1: No, oh, we gotta paint. <laughs> yes.
0: Being a homeowner is definitely never ending, and I'm glad that we are a homeowner at this point rather than a. Perspective home homeowner because it's still pretty ridiculous to buy a house here in a lot, of, a lot of places.
1: Well, yeah, everywhere I think right now something's gonna something's gotta give.
0: <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but
1: well, whatever happens will happen, and it'll be good and bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. I guess both good and bad will come of it, but mm-hmm. just gotta prepare, I guess. Yeah. For either way.
1: Yeah, it's difficult, definitely, out there. I mean, <laughs> we just went and bought sodas. <laughs> oh my god. And a twelve pack of sodas here in Utah is seven ninety nine. No, how much?
0: Seven forty nine.
1: Seven forty nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a twelve pack of Coca Cola. <laughs> and it's it's been a while since we've purchased soda like this. We just went to this barbecue and they asked us to bring some soda and I was shocked at the cost of soda and I guess everything else at the grocery store so inflation is a motherfucker and
1: uh Yeah, it's the gas prices are really life
0: ain't getting any cheaper uh-uh. no so to that end hopefully everybody is gainfully employed and doing something that they like because honestly i think a lot of people suffered through jobs that they didn't like including us at one point yeah. and, you know we were a part of the american dream and I think that that is slowly fading or dying or becoming less and less attainable. So, finding something that you can actually enjoy doing while doing it, I think will add maybe years to your life, but certainly quality to the years you have.
1: I think so. I think that the pandemic kind of made it so people could drop like so many things that we were juggling, you know, and yeah. like really see like which ones are the important to keep up juggling and the ones that are not like just get them out of here, you know?
0: Yeah, which is good for the most part i think that's similar to like a spiritual cleansing where you're just kicking shit out that you don't need yeah and every one of us carries shit that we don't need and it's hopefully our goal individually to get rid of that and improve as a person and maybe make lives better in a lot of different cases so anyway that's not what we're talking about today but kind of we actually have a topic that both of us are very familiar with and i assume a lot of people out there are and maybe some people are even fearful of this topic that topic is starting over
1: we've been starting over quite a bit in our lives and we want to talk about it
0: yeah we were just talking about a few different times that both of us had kind of started over from scratch in our lives and sometimes it was forced upon us and other times it was a conscious choice. Either way, it's a scary proposal and starting over implies a lot of things. What would you say is kind of your definition of starting over?
1: I would say anytime that you can fit your life in sort of like a bag, you're starting over <laughs> or like in a car, you're sort of starting over.
0: So if you can take the contents of your life fit it in a car, and move on from whatever situation. That's your definition of starting over.
1: Yeah, I guess. But you'll see why.
0: Yeah, it's a very specific definition. Yeah. And we shall see. I would say my definition of starting over is any, it's more the situation because there's, like I said, there's things that force you into starting over, and then there's the conscious choice of starting over. But either way, there are circumstances that precede it that are so extreme or they're they're just extremely depressing or extremely sad or extremely violent or extremely you name it there's a lot of different extremities that can contribute to someone needing to start over and and that's to me what's starting over it's having an extreme set of circumstances that for whatever reason allow you or force you to cut ties and make a new beginning.
1: The way that I've had to live for whatever, or, you know, the way that I lived since a child, it's usually the situation. Yeah. And it's really hard. I'm interested to see, you know, your take on it, just so I can kind of hear a different experience. Because, yeah, it can be violent, too. Like, even like leaving someone because of violence or something.
0: Yeah. There's all kinds of circumstances. And, like I said, usually extreme ones that precede someone starting over. And, you know, sometimes it's for the best, sometimes it's not. We'll go ahead and talk about it and see what we come up with.
1: So I feel like the whole world, right? We were talking about it has... I mean, that's the nature of the world is to start over.
0: Yeah. And if you really want to go far back, you can go back in prehistory and determine that the world has started and, I guess canceled itself and recreated itself several different times over the last six billion years from just all of the tectonic plates and geological forces trying to create a place suitable for living living life this version here who knows if there was humans living in an era before that got wiped off the face of the planet just because everything did
1: yeah what if they all got to this point at one point and or even higher and then everything got started and we don't even get to see it they're rocks or crystals maybe <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah it got a chance to start over i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to say so there's there's a lot of speculation to be done but in just your day-to-day life you could even go as far as saying that every time you go to sleep and wake up you're starting over yeah and you have a chance to make a change in your day-to-day life and, and live by it so there's there's all kinds of starting overs in the world but we want to talk about the COVID one, right? The societal starting over.
1: Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know, you hear something snoring. That's that's a beagle. <laughs> Mr. Max. Max, update real quick. He had his chemo and the chemo went well. Nothing too crazy. And he's recovering from his stroke or whatever happened pretty well and doing great.
0: Yeah. He's been very stable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Lazy. Yeah. Yet tired. stable.
1: Extra tired, extra lazy, extra scrambled.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so I feel like everybody in the world at this point has a collective opportunity to start over. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of feel that. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it, but having been in this COVID pandemic for the last two years, we've really been forced to evaluate a lot of the things we do every single day. And we have a chance now to evaluate what that was like and then start over and maybe we can build a new normal based on the things that really matter in this world. I don't know. It seems like it's going in the wrong direction (laughs) societally, but us personally, it was, it was nice to kind of have this reset.
1: Yeah. And a a lot of people have swapped jobs. I mean, you were one of them.
0: Yeah. I swapped jobs in the pandemic. (laughs) I was one of them. (laughs) You also stopped a job and Mm -hmm in pandemic. Those were life changes that who knows, they may have happened regardless of the pandemic, but it was I don't know, maybe elevated or made it sped up the timeline. Yeah. It sped up the timeline a little bit and you know, that that's fine. Everybody might need a kick in the pants and
1: Yeah. Yeah. The pandemic definitely did speed up our lives. Like you and I lived together as (laughs) soon as the pandemic started It kind of did speed that up too for us.
0: Yeah, we were a fairly young couple at <laughs> yeah. that point, and we but just...
1: already like there was not a night we spent apart since like when I don't even know.
0: Yeah, we got close pretty quickly, and yeah, not too soon before that, but still we were we were ready for it, and I didn't feel like it was a step in the the wrong direction by any means.
1: No, it was good,
0: and now it worked out. so if you do have the opportunity to start over after this pandemic i think that it's a good good chance to take Mm -hmm. and it's it's a good way to really evaluate what matters in your life and decide what your day is going to look like moving forward and if that's a wholesale change where you need to just pack up your car and move to idaho or wherever
1: yeah (laughs) wherever you want to (laughs) go
0: then you can and uh you can start over
1: haven't you had a couple of friends who did that too or just yeah you have
0: i've had several friends Mm -hmm. who've decided to just drop their Their participation in the american dream and start over Mm -hmm. and it works out well for the most part for them i i don't have any real horror stories from people starting over I think that most of them are at a certain point in their lives where they're not making rash decisions to start over yeah I know that you and I both had some start over moments in our youth that might have been hasty or you know things that we couldn't control why don't you run us through your (laughs) your history of starting over
1: I just had a mom and dad who were basically gypsies and we would just move around from house to house to house and Every time it's starting over. But I think I remember when we moved to Mexico, that was the first time that I was like, oh, shit. This means my stuff fits in a bag and I have to choose between my favorite toys and stuff. Like it was a big, you know, moment for my five-year-old, you know?
0: And you flew into Mexico your first time, right? Yeah. So you literally could not take anything Mm -hmm. more than what fit in your bag.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And we had like a big luggage set. (laughs) My mom just bought the biggest luggage set that she could find. And it had a bunch of different bags, but yeah, I mean, all of our clothing and our favorite few toys and some shoes and it all fit there. And it was all my favorite stuff. I remember everything was pink and purple and some blue. Yeah. And then we moved and just got settled in with my grandpa. And then again, you know, a few months or a a year later, we kind of moved to our own little house and that felt like a different starting over because it was all three of us, my mom, my sister and I. But then... Again, after a year, we moved back again with my grandpa, which was again starting over because we no longer had our room, so we had to get rid of everything. And then again, living with my grandpa, we were sharing a room um, with my mom and my sister and I. And then '95, we moved to Monterey, Monterrey, <laughs> and that was completely starting over because we moved to another.
0: When you moved to, to, to Monterrey. City. Who went with you? Was that just you, your mom, and your sister?
1: Yeah, that was the There's worst.
0: N- no other ferredos?
1: No, Grandpa, no. <laughs> no, Grandpa. Grandpa stayed in Veracruz for a year, it seemed like. And we did a whole year there, which was my sixth grade year.
0: In Monterrey?
1: Uh-huh. And then in 96, my grandpa said that he was going to be moving to Nuevo Laredo. And so he did the same thing. We moved again. And moved and moved there. We had three different homes there. So it's always just starting over, getting new friends. Um, around two thousand one we moved to Salt Lake and I was sixteen.
0: Well, you're going from a Spanish speaking country to an English speaking country, that's you know, you'd already had a base in English, but um leaving at five is still
1: I think in in this still hard. This is the first time that me as a teenager, now a sixteen year old had to live with our dad and so and so that was kind of the scariest part because now we were living with a new person that was completely a stranger besides you know just going you know someone that you talk on the phone and ask for money because that's that's what we did with my dad you know um that's just the culture of a dad that doesn't live with you and just sends you money that's just how it goes and then In 2009, (laughs) no, in 2006, we also, we left everything here in Utah. Uh, oh No, sorry. 2003 or four, we left our dad, finally. We were 18 and we were working and that's the first time my sister and I were head of household and we were the ones, we just rented an apartment and that was completely starting over as a 100% adult, which was overwhelming (laughs) and super scary. And we were taking care of my mom from then on, like it was. You were the breadwinners. Now we are the sole breadwinners of this woman who, you know, has never worked and will not be able to retire or anything like that. And then from there, then my dad kind of had that nail business. Remember the nail um, setting up business. So we packed up and, you know, put everything in storage and then went with him to work with him for what seemed like a summer. And then in the fall, we came right back. So that's starting over twice really quickly. (laughs) And then in 2009 my sister said hey let's all move to Mexico we all went with her and to me my goal was to never have to do this again because I was just very very fucking tired of it as you can hear it I'm not happy about (laughs) it so um it was it I was like I'm gonna do all the research and I'll make it happen I'll save the money I'll do you know everything and then we moved to Mexico and everything was so expensive and it was just completely out of reach and We were running out of money. My sister was getting super sick. Um, So I said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to come back because I was the only one at the time whose paperwork was normal and fine. My sister had to, you know, go through different loops to get her paperwork. But mine was normal and I could work. I'm a citizen. And from there, (laughs) I came back alone. And and that's that's. Everything from there, I consider it not a starting over. I consider it me just learning to build, but with, you know, what, with, with a very weak foundation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you you started over enough times to the point where you started over on your own and it's stuck and that's what matters.
1: It's not even, it's not sad. And I, I, I don't know. Um, my sister has gone through the same too. And so I don't know if she feels it as sad or not, but I, I feel it as I don't know. I feel like when I was six and I picked between my favorite toys, that was like really big for me and a big (laughs) realization that some things are not that important, you know?
0: Yeah, you got a good dose of it early on. Yeah, pretty sad. And then pretty regularly from there on (laughs) afterwards. Yeah,
1: it's pretty exhausting to be honest. Like Even recounting it, I didn't even realize how many times. I mean, just think about how many times I moved schools it's just really even hard for me to make friends because I just, I'm like, oh, I'm just not, I'm going to move on eventually, you know, like I, and then I remember I'm not there.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you still have that kind of just feeling that something, the other shoe is going to drop.
1: Yeah, I think so. There's a bit of, I didn't realize how many times I've started over. Like I, I thought it was going to be like four. <laughs> and then now that I started telling you, it was just like, wow, yeah. a lot more than I thought. How about you? Like, what does it look like for, a young tanner
0: <laughs> well that's that's interesting most most of my youth was very stable yeah <laughs> i stayed i literally stayed in the same house from when i was born i wasn't born there but when that would have been cool <laughs> my parents brought me home from the hospital they brought me home to the house that i lived in for the next 18 years and we did not move locations we didn't move state we didn't move country etc so there's very stable history there but I think that that kind of made it so that I didn't want stability moving forward in my my twenties and into my thirties, I guess. So, Maxie, he's very loud.
1: <laughs> he's really deeply. <laughs> he's loving sleeping.
0: it. So I hope you guys don't mind, Max.
1: <laughs> he's doing his thing.
0: <laughs> but I I wanted I craved the uh, the instability that life had to offer. I guess really. And I went to college after high school and that was my first move and my first kind of start over because i went to just a small state university in way north new york suny potsdam and i didn't know what i was doing there i was just like uh shit this is i guess the next step so i just just gotta do it and i i didn't know how to college (laughs) i didn't know how to live on my own i didn't know how to really I guess, monitor my own responsibilities.
1: <laughs> Which one of your family members went to college? Because I don't think your Just, dad did, right? Well,
0: he did for, I think, a semester. And then that wasn't for him. He was more interested in <laughs> in getting chicks and having a good time. Oh. So he, <laughs> he quit college early on. My mom went to college. And I think she got her master's as well in uh, speech therapy. So she...
1: As a young person or she did it when she was a mom already, right? oh, yeah, which she did was young mom. too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I was just wondering if you had a family member who had a like a college experience like the one you were going into. That Not really. No,
0: my brother didn't do that. He went to a, a technical college and had a different experience altogether. So I was very just unaware of what to expect <laughs> and I huh. moved into this shitty little room <laughs> with this you know what my my roommate didn't show up the very first semester which was oh nice really awesome so i the very first semester i had a free whole ass room whoa and that helped out the next semester i had a roommate and uh the same one
1: that didn't show up or
0: no it was just someone i was able to actually invite that person in and since i was you know i had the benefit of meeting people and seeing who needed a room and
1: You could pick someone you could be friends with instead of like some stranger.
0: But that was the first moment where I really felt like I was starting over because to fit your definition, I fit everything everything that I owned into my Honda Civic and drove it two hours away. And, you know, looking back, that's not the hugest leap in the world, but...
1: No, but at an 18... 18 year old who doesn't understand the world yet I yeah mean, that's huge
0: small town usa
1: exactly that's another thing like i i can't even imagine what it is to be like you feel like a like a pine tree <laughs> it's just been like in the same spot forever and then all of a sudden you know like yeah. yeah you drove around to the theme parks and stuff like that but and with your family but you never really had a hey it's just me by myself in the world experience till then right
0: yeah and
1: Which I really didn't have that experience until I was way older. Like I was Mm -hmm. 26 or 7 or something.
0: So, I mean, mine was still very adolescent. It's still college. You know, you're with a bunch of kids who don't know what the hell they're doing. And (laughs) it's a big mess, but you get through it. So that's kind of my start over number one. And that set me on the course to become a classical musician and an opera singer. Mm -hmm. And from the Crane School of Music at SUNY Potsdam, I then went on to get my master's sing opera and perform for a living for about seven, eight years and there came a time when my instrument, my voice just stopped working and was not producing sound the way I wanted it, and I felt like I was losing control and I think it was just that my body hated the business of classical music and and opera, I guess specifically, and it just stopped working so my career as a performing artist that depended on the health and strength of my voice was pretty much cancelled at that point once I couldn't sing as I, as well as I thought I could or hoped
1: that's really sad, and that's that's even that's such a dramatic thing to happen to someone who went to school to To do something. It's like a surgeon who like loses a hand.
0: (laughs) I guess. It's basically. It's not that dramatic. (laughs) No, it's really
1: dramatic because if you go to school to sing and then you can't sing, then what are you supposed to do? Well, I
0: think it's, it's more of me understanding my body and myself. And there was probably a scenario in which I could have made it work. And if I would have maybe changed my outlook on opera as a career, maybe I could have changed some things and made it work and still done that. But it was such a devastating thing to learn that this career that I'd prepared very rigorously for and have participated in was basically (laughs) disagreeing with my body (laughs) and my body was saying, no way, we're not going to do this for you. This is, this is not the route. And I chose to basically start over and I didn't have to move in a vehicle to make this happen mm-hmm. but i quit singing opera and moved on to a completely different but career. to be
1: to be kind of clear you went 18 right how, what year was that when you were 18 uh,
0: 99
1: that's when you left for for college and yes. then what when did you quit
0: it was 2011
1: so how many years in between was that Eighty 12 years 12 years where you basically have had sort of like your life in a luggage right because you've been (laughs) not that tethered at all that's
0: also a very good point
1: so i think that maybe losing like you were strong but your body was like okay enough is enough maybe
0: maybe also
1: another question though (laughs) well finish that and then remind me that i have another question
0: we'll go forward with a question
1: okay well i also wonder um between because i met this one girl who was like a like a voiceover artist basically or professional actor too right yeah all yeah. of those and sorta talked about how performing sorta is not the same as being creative and yeah. like she found it soul crushing at some point where she's just performing and I wonder if the act of you performing for so long and not really expressing yourself creatively the way you particularly want to after a while kind of became a blockage in your throat chakra
0: <laughs> interesting yeah i never considered that but when
1: you told me that's always what i've thought like but i thought that you kind of had come to that conclusion already no well
0: it, here's the deal i think that all classical music at this point besides new classical music that's being created today which sadly just doesn't get any play or attention so it's as if it doesn't exist but classical music is a recreative act Mm -hmm. you are recreating music and in certain cases drama that has been written hundreds or a hundred years ago and you're just recreating it basically to fulfill people's nostalgic fetish yeah (laughs) it comes down to so Again, there's a whole belief system baked into that that I developed that really made it hard for me to continue in that field. And that was just based on you oh, know, observation. What was that
1: belief system?
0: That the classical music business was poisonous, number one. It was not merit-based. It was very often based on nepotism and who you know. and Looks. Sometimes looks, I guess, or back- backdoor deals. Just weird stuff that was out of your control. And in a lot of cases, the merit went to those who deserved it. Not the least, but did- maybe didn't deserve it as much as others. It just got really... <laughs> it was just injustice, it seemed like.
1: I can see that. That would be... Like if it makes you so angry and you can't really express yourself that can also be a throat thing you know
0: yeah and i'm not trying i'm not being bitter about the fact that i i had to bail out of that career i've mostly noticed this externally in other people and friends that i had where just super talented people would time after time get passed over or have Mm -hmm. opportunities lost or something stupid just because someone else was in the right place at the right time so it just wore on me
1: That really sucks.
0: So I started over and what I started was a career in, I guess, IT or information technology. Uh And that was a total just, again, a chance type thing where I was in the right place at the right time myself and developed a relationship with a person who had a, a computer business, we'll say, which... Is way more than that, but it's basically an engineering firm Mm -hmm. that dealt with the computer side of getting things designed and built. And he kind of helped me get into that industry and I learned it as best I could and kind of treated it like learning an opera. (laughs) It's like you have (laughs) certain things to say about the computers and the software and what happens in between. And as long as you stay on the script, then you can pretty much fake your way through until you make your way through. Fake it till you make it.
1: Yeah, and I definitely saw that side of you at the end of that career where you were definitely just going into your script. Especially on phone calls, <laughs> sales phone calls. Like
0: Yeah, so that was let's clarify timeline again. That's like 2012 at this point, where I've been out of opera for a year uh-huh. and Uh, My friend Chris extends this offer for me to just learn this business and help out wherever I can. Mm. And I just pick up tasks here and there, learning how to video edit, learning how to shoot videos, learning how to do this software, this engineering software, and et cetera, et cetera. And eventually, I knew my shit and I was not faking it. (laughs) I was just an industry professional. But it got to the point where I kind of felt similar to sing an opera where I could wake up in the morning and sell SolidWorks all day long, but it was it was not fun. It was not enjoyable. I re- just cringed at the thought of my phone ringing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And well, there was another change before that started to happen. Is yes, that
0: yeah. So the I guess main start over that precipitated this major work one is that my previous wife Sarah passed away in nineteen two thousand nineteen. And that was one of those forced yeah. starting over moments because we had been married for nine years at that point. And it was just like a crushing blow to have this person that I'd live with and loved and laughed with for all those years is now gone. So that's me starting over from scratch with love and life. And I had no idea whether I could do it again, honestly. I for a long time, was convinced that that I was not gonna not gonna find anybody that understood me or that could deal with that type of heavy situation or just that I wouldn't like someone. And <laughs> I was I was seriously concerned. Like I I don't like people. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was very. It was it was bad times, and you know I guess it's good that I can laugh a little bit about it now, but it still is. Um, it's pretty heavy. And I commend Gabby for being able to put up with <laughs> the heaviness of my situation and my having to start over. And I don't think, well, I know for a fact that I would not have been able to start over and be as successful as I think I am without you. So thank you for being a part of my latest start over.
1: Thank you. I mean, Look- that definitely was not so much, I think Max is fine. Max. Definitely not so much a start over for me, but a, like a step in, into a new, completely different life for me. Um, and yeah, I knew that, that it was heavy heavy stuff that you had, but y- you heard my start overs. It's not like that's not heavy. You know, like we all have heavy shit. And the yeah. older we get, I mean, if you're, if you're dating, you're 30 something, you're dating. I mean, that's just going to be, the case you know you
0: got some baggage <laughs> yeah
1: i mean people have been divorced have kids yeah you know finding someone who is a widower is getting to be more common common especially nowadays you know and
0: yeah i think a lot of people lose a wife or a husband in like a tragic illness or i guess accidents as well but i do encounter widows and widowers more frequently these days and yeah maybe it's just because i have something to share but yeah either way i i don't necessarily open up a lot about that just because i think in most cases people will be freaked out by it but it's uh definitely the most starting over i've had to do as an adult i felt like every other start over that's happened to me i was Basically, a kid and could take it in stride, but being an adult and having to start over, you know, it's harder.
1: I think that's about one of the worst start overs to have to deal with. Like, if that was something that I'd have to deal with myself, I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. You know, like, (laughs) but obviously because of fun to talk. You know, your history. It's it's something that's present. You know, in both of our.
0: So starting over in that instance meant that I had to start over basically emotionally. Because I was just devastated, just ground into the, the ground and had nothing to hang my hat on other than my ability to cry a whole bunch. And then slowly but surely I was able to pull myself out of it and starting over, it, it just, uh, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked until I met you and then we developed our relationship. And starting that over as a relationship was, it was way more rewarding than I ever thought it would be. So I guess thank you for that as well. You're welcome. So, in that kind of atmosphere, I was not into my work life as after I get. So, based on that, I was not into my work life as much afterwards. And, it just didn't have the same ring, and it was it was almost it was not torturous to wake up and go to work, but it certainly affected my mood and became the thing that dragged me down and I had to cut ties and start over again, <laughs> and that was just a career start over but still it
1: that's a new thing it's
0: tough, and it involves dropping your ego, learning a bunch of new people learning a bunch of new processes and hopefully becoming useful to a new set of people <laughs> and that's how I looked at it.
1: And I think you have you have definitely done all of those. Mm-hmm. And you've grown and learned completely I mean this whole career started from again one day you said I want to get a camera. You got a camera. And then now you're you're just like, you know, creating videos not only for your work but you also do it on your channel, Tanner's favorite things.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to do more video projects as well. So hopefully you can stay tuned for those.
1: What what do you think is your biggest lesson?
0: My biggest lesson from starting over, I would say is that it's never as bad as your initial fear sets you up to think it is. In other words, any fear that you have of starting over is worse than the act of doing it. And yes, it may be really difficult to cut ties with a person, with an organization or company or anything that you've invested your time and effort in. But if you really feel like starting over is the best route, then there's nothing more liberating than doing it. And setting fear aside is, is really a good exercise in that case. And don't be afraid to start over.
1: That's your biggest lesson takeaway? I think so, yeah. I like it. I feel like for me is this vibe of, okay, well, you can always rebuild. Like, we can always just rebuild, you know? But my experience of starting over has been much of the very same. I've lost people along the way as well, grandpas and people who were stable and important to me. But I've never been stable, so it's kind of hard to like stably like love someone as much as I've actually stably loved you. So
0: Yeah, it's the kind of investment that scares you (laughs) because once you make it, anything that could take that away becomes a huge threat and potentially a fear. So that type of fear, I don't know, you just can't give into it and... Yes, it'll be there, but that's the kind of fear that is meant to stop you from potentially doing something great, I think. It's your ego saying, well, I guess sometimes it's your ego saying, don't do that because you'll get hurt. And, you know, maybe you will get hurt, but if you are being compelled to cut ties and start over, it can be liberating.
1: Yeah, exactly. So... With my lesson, I think I I can, I mean, things can completely fall apart, like, you know, and when it comes to a structure or a thing or a place, and I feel like I can easily just say, well, you know, you rebuild because at the end of the day, you know, it's important that. I don't even know what's important anymore, <laughs> like when it comes to to you know, just surviving, I guess. That's the important part. You survived another day. I guess that's yeah. the way I look at it. Because I remember one time, like, very soon after we moved here, um, my dad and my mom could just not get along. So it was fights and fights and fights. You know, it was just getting too much and my mom I don't know if she really meant it, but one night she's just like, You know what? <laughs> Girls pack your bags and like in a backpack or whatever and she made us pack and then she like i didn't know it was happening and then she goes and tells my dad hey i was 16 and my sister 17 maybe um can you go drop us off at a shelter we just i can't handle you anymore go drop us off at a woman's shelter and then my dad was like whoa what the hell you know like that's pro- yeah pro-
0: she's going nuclear
1: yeah cause he just it was uh, just crazy i mean it was too much we just could not handle his, his hysteria as you know and my dad, he was a war veteran, so he had PTSD and had a terrible childhood. Now I see that, but at the time I was a child. Yeah. But I remember, like, we had just started over, and then again, the feeling of having to start over all over again, and thinking, you know what, I've done this so much, I feel like any little bit of ego or dignity that I had ever had at that point had just totally drained out of me. And I remember... Like, I had some videos that I had recorded that were, I don't know, Aerosmith or whatever my favorite music was. And that was the only thing I had that had music. So that's all I packed in my bag is just that music and those drumsticks I had that you, <laughs> you found in my stuff. <laughs> and it was a backpack that I had full of that. But we didn't end up going to the shelter. I've never actually had to live in a shelter. you know, God willingly, that will never happen, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> um, but I guess. I don't know, just the feeling of, "Ah, you just made it one more day, you're alive. You know, like, I don't know, it's very very survival for me when it comes to start over. Well,
0: I get what you're saying in that it is freeing to know, you know what, if push comes to shove, shit hits the fan, I can start over. Knowing that is, I don't know, I I don't want to call it freeing or anything other than just like a positive. We'll call it a positive. Yeah. And... I guess for those who have never had to start over, the notion of having to start over is probably the worst thing they could possibly imagine. And if you have a history in it, you definitely have a leg up when the time comes.
1: Yeah, and and I also think that you could have easily just stayed super grounded in New York where you grew up because why would you want to leave that? You're You know it so well and it could have been scary. But I don't think that anyone... That wouldn't have had that grounding background like you could have handled the death of a partner so well, as well as you were able to handle it. Like you had this inner groundness for yourself that you were able to like understand that you're going to need to feel your feelings for a long time. And I think that your childhood prepared you very well for that, I think.
0: Yeah, maybe that was. And
1: that's lucky, you know, How I was able to get through. I mean, possibly. I'm not saying, oh, I made it so easy for you. No, of course not. (laughs) But I'm saying at least that helped you in your worst moment. Yeah.
0: And I guess everybody's history is there to guide them through this exact moment. And I can be grateful that my history has had as many twists and turns as it has and has not been a cookie cutter existence. Because I think at the end of the day, When I was 18 years old, all I wanted was to not lead a cookie cutter life and uh, music was one of the ways that I thought I could do that and I did not lead a cookie cutter life through my 20s. People are like, oh, you're an opera singer? I I don't even know what to say.
1: It's like literally people are just like, oh, okay, like exciting, but I don't know what to say.
0: (laughs) It's something that very few people can relate to. and. I'm not saying that in an exclusive, cool way. It's it's kind of annoying. It's a pain in the ass, really. It's like, oh.
1: And what are you doing?
0: Why? <laughs> and <laughs> what do you do now? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's mostly like, <laughs>
1: why? Why is
0: the question? Why would you do that? Don't you realize that no one listens to opera anymore? And,
1: I mean, I, why, why do people do things? Because they can, you know? Like, it's just the path they were, you know? Why does this Mexican girl do yoga? I don't know. Because <laughs> I fucking found a book one day and you... Started singing when you were a kid, so you kept singing.
0: (laughs) And it also seemed like the most logical path for me to not lead that cookie cutter existence. And I've managed to really make that not the focus of my life, but certainly it's a value of mine and a priority. I just don't want to live the life that's pre-prescribed by a societal value
1: yeah (laughs) i guess i don't want that either and like the the children no (laughs) that's gonna be a no for both of us definitely no children so that i mean that's what i see as cookie cutter i mean kids are great for people who love them and that's good for you if you have them but that's just not our lifestyle
0: yeah but we do have two cute dogs and one ultra cute cat
1: the most cutest do you know or do you feel like you have some sort of experience on how to stay grounded while you're going through a transition cuz yeah we were going through a transition and I met you I don't know how many months after 8 months after or something 6 months after a few months, yeah. yeah, um but all throughout the the first few months must have been the most difficult and like how, what was your main grounding I guess what was your coping yeah, mechanism
0: That's a good question and <laughs> I guess These dogs were a huge, huge grounding force for me. And and I know it sounds stupid to lean on dogs for emotional support, but both Jack and Max were really, they were there for me. And they grounded me to be able to stay here on this earth. Like, And I'm not going to say that I was close to suicide or anything, but really the one thing that kept me going that I would wake up for Were these guys. I had to feed the dogs. I had to walk the dogs. I had to tend to their needs. And it was a routine that I enjoyed and that I enjoyed providing them with what they needed. And they, in turn, were my emotional support animals and really grounded me. So just having a pet, something that loves you unconditional, can really help you get through any type of starting over or. Emotionally stressful situation and
1: sort of like caring for someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's forced care (laughs) or it's almost like built in care, maybe.
1: It's like at moments you're forced to not focus on your own sadness because you have to take care of it while going through a transition.
0: And meditation, I, I think, is very important as well. And just staying focused on who and what you are in the moment and not letting your sadness become your personal definition.
1: Those are really good points. I'd like to, you know, elaborate in some of these topics that we're talking about, maybe making more episodes, such as like, we've talked about making an episode of dating a widower and, and the process of that, because there's a lot of people that are probably going to, or are dating someone. Yeah. And then a meditation, and our experiences and stuff like that. It's good advice. I guess I should say, (laughs) To give is to meditate and to care of somebody for just a little bit every day, a plant or something, Yeah, which you were not caring for plants, I remember. (laughs) I
0: slacked on all of the plants. (laughs) Except
1: the one, we have like the aloe vera and another one that we have been able to keep. Yeah. Maybe some other little ones that I can't remember. Yeah. Well, what do you think are the main joys of starting over?
0: Well, we've touched on this a little bit, and I think most people think of starting over as a bad thing, as a, a something that causes fear, something that scares them. But I like to think of starting over as a new opportunity, and anytime you have a new opportunity, then you have another chance to react differently than you have in the past. And maybe you think, or maybe you've come to the conclusion that y- you reacted I don't know, mean to somebody you or mean to a person. Well, next time that situation arises, you have the chance to start over and react differently. So it's, it's a new beginning. And anything's possible when you have a new beginning. So there's always the possibility that things will go really, really well and that it will be the best thing that you've ever done. And I think that's kind of the joy of starting over. What would Amazing. you say is
1: the joy for me to start over or
0: were some of your joys that you've had
1: i think the just all the new things i've gotten to try that i might have been super terrified of doing i think i've tried a lot of new things with you like you you're starting over also but i feel like i've tried so many even foods like i've start over my diet (laughs) a little bit before i met you because i used to be vegetarian And there's so many foods that, I mean, so many even restaurants that I've been to that I've never had anything that's, you know, meat. And so I've tried so many different meats with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cooked in so many different ways that I just, I've had the experience that my dad cooked for us when I was little. And then, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I I was vegetarian. And then that's starting over. Just to me, starting over, it's a chance to get to try something new. Yeah, And yeah, that's my favorite thing about starting over, something new.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying you should be someone new, but you yeah. do have the chance to be someone who reacts differently. Yeah, and
1: and that will be a new it, thing too. <laughs> it's a new
0: thing, and it doesn't require a whole personal overhaul. It's just you know small things, and you can start over today by saying, you know what, I'm not going to eat that cookie after
1: 9 p.m. And the process too, like uh, through meditation, I feel like I've come to enjoy. The process of starting over because you know when when you start over usually something is ending and that's a death and, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a death of someone a person. but it's a death of something a mm-hmm. cycle yeah. of a thing you did or something and, and sometimes that causes sadness and allowing yourself to feel that sadness which is kind of what you were saying through meditation but like I'm just elaborating a little more yeah, yeah. And I enjoy that process like oh look I'm going to take a moment and just feel this and I feel like You know, through meditation, you learn to, that. you know, you kind of get a little taste of death every single time, and and it's said that every time you go into a deep meditation, that's kind of what death is going to be. I don't know if that's true, but (laughs) that's kind of the stuff that I've heard, and I just really like that, and the idea that, you know, kind of just start over with no strings attached if needed, I I don't know, it just kind of gives me comfort, and...
0: Well, and I think that in both life. you and I are people who try to be students in life and come with the mentality of the beginner. And
1: when you're a beginner, you don't need to start over, I guess maybe that's the best way to put it, right?
0: Yeah, you're every time you're starting, you're starting <laughs> over almost as a beginner. And you know, that's great too because practicing guitar, I picked up guitar as an adult and I'm not a great guitarist, but I'm a much better guitarist than I was three years ago and that's just because i play and practice and i started playing it and now i'm at a point where it's evolved and it's it's fun and i really enjoy it
1: yeah and you enjoy the routine of playing your favorite songs and getting better at it every time it's like a lot of people you know in this world people just want to do 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 and next 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 you know a lot of people get bored with the same things but I think it's important to practice and practice and practice, even if it's the same songs. You know, like I think those are really.
0: There's always room for improvement. Yeah. In my own estimation of my skills. Mm-hmm. So that's. You start and you continue. And hopefully you're not starting over from scratch every time. But if you do, then you have the opportunity to learn something. And there's nothing wrong with learning something.
1: Yeah, and that's very similar to yoga. Like even the experience that I've had, some people don't necessarily like to do the same class over and over again. And those people are definitely not the, you know... They've mastered it. Yeah. (laughs) They nailed it. It's been nailed.
0: (laughs) I cannot progress any further in these poses.
1: (laughs) Yes, but when you're really truly doing yoga, the same pose will give you a different experience every time. So
0: Yeah, it's like... I mountain bike the same trails yes. frequently, but it is never the same.
1: Or the hikes, every the hike hikes, we take, yeah. yeah. It's always something new, something beautiful.
0: And you have to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. You can't just assume it's going to come come to you without paying any attention.
1: Yeah, I think the nature of our life is to start over, and the more comfortable you become with starting over. And you know, even if you're not, if, if one day the world will make you start over, and yeah. you'll learn, and you'll handle it the best way you can. Yeah. And that's what we've tried to do our lives.
0: (laughs) So if you guys out there are in the process of starting over, I'd actually like to hear your internal circumstances. So send what circumstances you're facing and what you've had to start over and what you've had to do while starting over.
1: Yeah, exactly. We would love to know. Our Instagram is linked down below. You can leave a comment or new stories or starting over stories.
0: And we will have a follow-up episode after that. But overall, I don't think that I'm afraid of the notion of starting over. I guess at this point, I don't want to have to start over in anything. But if if it comes to that, I'm ready for it.
1: Yes, me too. Hopefully not without each other. Yeah, and it definitely
0: (laughs) makes it easier when we're starting something together. Yes. And luckily, we're well underway in our podcast and not just starting out.
1: Exactly.
0: Hopefully, you can tell your friends about it.
1: Yes. Please share, rate, subscribe if that suits you well. Our information is linked in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.